0: Welcome to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight here on Fightful. I am Steven Jensen, joined as always by Jeremy Lambert. And our guest today is a professional wrestler that I've been wanting to have on the show for quite a while now. He's coming off of a big match, one of my favorite matches of the year, actually, that we're going to talk about at Texas Wrestling Cartel against Brian Keith. We are joined by Aaron Mercer. Aaron, how are you? And thank you very much for joining us. I'm um,
1: great you actually watched that whole match that was like an hour long
0: <laughs> <laughs> I watched the whole thing it was a great match great story we're going to talk a lot about that um and a, and a great <clears throat> and a great um speech at the end of the match too and everything so um a lot going on with you right now I know you're taking some time off uh, with injury and stuff but um I guess just to jump right into it I did want to talk to you right away about that Ryan Keith match because I know you have wrestled him quite a few times you got some history with the guy um and the most recent match between y'all was for Texas wrestling cartel and it was about an hour long. Uh, it involved Legos. It involved, um, callbacks to, uh, to other, to other wrestlers I wanted to ask about. It involved, um, a bunch of, a bunch of weapons. It was, it was a great match and the fans were very much into it. What was that experience like, um, against Brian Keith in in essentially like an hour long, uh, kind of like death match out there.
1: Uh, so, originally like my plan was for bk to be my last match no matter what uh before i took time off and uh so once we got this scheduled i pretty much canceled all my other bookings that i had i had a decent amount finishing out the year but uh this was going to be the last one so uh and originally it was just supposed to be a normal match but the promoter was like hey do you want to use weapons and me being me i was like Yes, of course. Uh, and BK didn't even know until he got to the show. I was like, hey, we're going to have a hardcore match. He was like, what? <laughs> and uh, it wasn't supposed to get that extreme. But uh, yeah, there was Legos, Tacks. Uh, there was a crutch table spot, which was a callback to our steel cage match. I love doing stuff like that, little callbacks. Uh there was some tables. I finally hit my first swanton after missing 40 in a row or whatever. I uh, got power bombed onto the floor through a table that didn't do anything. Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, I apologize to the promoter during the match and after the match because that's a very nice venue, and we destroyed it. I think I bled on the floor. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. It was one of those things where like, I, I would, I would, I would also, I guess, really classify it more as like a hardcore match, but it did get pretty violent, like for, and I don't know if the crowd was expecting it or not, but like, they were, uh, they were very into it. Like, and I was into it while I was watching it. You mentioned the, uh, the swanton. I was going to ask you about that. Like you, we went up, you went up a ladder, you, you basically called out for Jeff Hardy and then you, you hit it. I mean, so obviously um, out of that field to hit that. I know you said you tried a whole bunch of times and then also, um, just, I guess, thoughts on Jeff Hardy, like as a fan, because obviously that's like a tribute to him if you're doing moves like that. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. I it, I've always considered the Swanton my Ric Flair top rope bump, if you will. He goes up top every time and never hits it, so that's been kind of my thing. Like, uh, I've attempted it legit maybe like thirty something times and I've never hit it. And I was like, well, if this is gonna be my last match, I have to hit it. So. Uh, yeah, luckily I, I did. So uh, I, I've always liked Jeff Hardy. I mean, he's not like a favorite wrestler of mine, but he's always been a super cool, you know, does the little, you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. uh, but for sure. uh, there was I uh, I don't know if you saw the package pile driver on the chairs. Yep. That was a shout out to Kevin Steen. Of course. Uh, I'm a huge ring of honor, Mark uh so anytime i can i also did the little samojo walkaway uh yep.
0: did a yeah. bray wyatt tribute you uh you yeah. hit that sister abigail and did like the upside down um whatever you yeah. call that like BK
1: did the the undertaker sit up and i hit the bray wyatt yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh I, yeah i had to do that too that was uh pretty fresh that was like a couple weeks <laughs> later so i mean i I yeah, had that in there. He's he's been one of my favorite like characters ever. So
0: sure, there was a uh, there was like there was an attitude adjustment if you want to call it that on the referee into the Legos. That was, <laughs> that, was that was unexpected. No, that was in the in the thumbtacks. Oh, well, it was it was, yeah,
1: it was. Yeah, Well, actually,
0: yeah. I guess it was kind of a little bit of everything at that point.
1: Yeah yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. It was just a bunch of stuff in the center of the ring. Uh yeah, BK poked me in the eye. I I thought he was right next to me. I scooped and you know went for it. <laughs> whoops it was the ref
0: uh, oh well <laughs> that, was, that was awesome with the uh with the legos you know i've seen i've seen those implemented in wrestling occasionally and it's it, you know some people might see that and think it's kind of funny but like everyone at one point in their life has like stepped on a lego you know and, like you know the pain in yeah. that uh if you want to speak at all on just like the, the legitimacy of using legos in like hardcore like wrestling
1: I mean, you, you said it, if, if you ever step on a Lego, just imagine that like 50 times in your back, like, plus you're getting forcefully slammed on it. You're not just like, Oh, a little step on it. Uh, yeah, they, I would say they hurt just as much as thumbtacks. They're pretty painful, especially if you're jumping from, uh, you know, eight feet in the air or whatever and landing on them. That was, that was another callback to, uh, me and PCO had a match and we used Legos and he, uh, choke slammed me on him, And so that was another callback. I love doing callbacks.
0: That was, that was, um, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of callbacks in that match. I really enjoyed it. And then like after the match, you know, you give the speech and basically tell the fans that you're going to be going away, take some time off for injury. Um, and there was some stuff that happened after the match as well, where you got, got some more, got some more into, um, what sent the fans home happy, but, um, Um, I mean, it was very emotional speech, man. Like as a fan, just like watching it, you know, I was, uh, I, I'm really like rooting for you to, to come back. You know, I don't know if you can kind of speak to kind of like the road to recovery and kind of the injury and kind of like where things are at right now with your time off. Uh,
1: so in my left knee for sure, it's a torn ACL meniscus. I know that because, uh, what, four years ago I tore my ACL, MCL and meniscus. Uh, and then the MCL heals on its own, depending on certain things. But so that healed. And then I was set to get a uh, surgery on my ACL meniscus and then COVID hit. Uh, so they pushed elective surgeries back and back and back. And uh, eventually it got far enough away where I was just, I'm, I'm going to rehab and just come back. And uh, so I've been wrestling on that for the past three years. And then uh, my right one uh was the same thing acl meniscus uh when i was 19 uh i was playing basketball in college and came home for the summer and blew it out and so they fixed that one and uh when i went to go get my left one looked at they were like your right one's loose so it's probably gonna go at any time so i was like oh that's that's great uh and wouldn't you know it i was playing in a basketball tournament or league, or whatever, uh, at the beginning of the year, and I felt it pop. It didn't buckle like uh, most knee injuries do, but I felt it pop, so I haven't got it looked at yet. Uh, I'm hoping it's just something minor, like just meniscus or something, because it doesn't act like my other one, Uh, but yeah, in in January, I'm going to get new MRIs and all that, and uh, one of my buddy's girlfriend is a doctor so she was like you're gonna have to get each one done individually uh so depending on what's wrong with my right one will determine how long i'm gonna be out because the left one is gonna be you know six to nine months for sure uh so
2: i don't know we'll see (laughs) I have one. I have a lot of questions about okay. the Brian Keith match now, but then yeah. also on the the knee surgeries uh, that are coming up or the knee, uh, whatever you're going to have to go through with those. But real quickly, going back to the Brian Keith match, when you find out that it's a it's a hardcore match, like basically when he gets to the venue, how much planning has to go into it of, you know, or just calling it on the fly. Why? because you have probably one match in mind oh hey it's a, it's a hardcore match now we have to to a totally different match you, you mentioned all the, the callback tribute spots in there but how much planning like went into it before you actually stepped into the ring none
1: uh I didn't have <laughs> any idea of what I wanted to do uh beforehand and then uh I mean I knew it was a hardcore match weeks before he didn't find out until he got there because I wanted to surprise okay him. uh and i don't want to pull back the curtain too far but bk sometimes shows up not so early (laughs) so uh yeah he got there you know on his time and uh so we honestly didn't call that much there was just like a few things where i was like hey let's do this i want to do a call back to that and uh Everything else was we just kind of played around, which I've learned how to do very well in recent matches with, you know, uh, nipple stuff. If you've watched Colt Cabana or Dalton Castle, kind of just let the fans do their thing and you just, you know, improv.
2: I, I respect that, that, uh, you know, so much doesn't get called in the ring nowadays. There I, is so much planning.
1: Again, not to pull the curtain back, but uh, <laughs> whatever uh i hate calling stuff i my memory sucks i guess so if too much is called i'll forget something and i feel like that takes away from you being a character you interacting with the fans because you're focused on what's next what's next uh so i i would like to not call almost anything and just go out there and kind of be in the moment you know
2: For sure. For sure. Uh, Jensen, do you have any follow-up on that before I move on to the, the knee?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for you, you had mentioned after the match with, uh, with Keith, this is really more so for anybody who maybe hasn't seen, uh, the speech or anything, um, since then, like you mentioned that, you know, he's especially with all his popularity at the moment, you're like, he really could be doing anything tonight. Like he could be anywhere, wrestling anyone for any company. He has all these offers, but he decided to come and wrestle me and and I just wanted to know, like, just kind of your thoughts on Brian Keith just in general, um, like, as a person and then also as a wrestler and all the success he's getting right now. And then what, what, are, what it meant to you that he did choose to to take that, that match with you when he did probably have other options he could have taken that night.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like everybody that's met him kind of says the same thing. Like, he's super cool, uh, which is a very much reality. Like, he's one of the coolest dudes there is. Like, he's has that aura about him um, and he he's you, you've seen, did you see the, the video he did with Brian?
0: Yeah. Incredible today that he, that he put out on the, yeah.
1: the fact, the fact that he's able to do stuff like that uh, with arguably the greatest wrestler ever just speaks to how, uh, how great he's doing. Like, I feel like we, we wrestled for the first time, uh, like two years ago two and a half years ago and like right after that he started blowing up and he just started going everywhere freelance all the all the promotions um and now he's you know starting to be on aew and i'm telling you the second he gets his full entrance it's it's over like he's gonna yeah. be the most over dude on the roster and so i don't know he yeah that night he he literally could have been doing anything and uh, one the fact that he chose to be there to wrestle me of all people uh, is cool but also to do a quasi death match on the fly like I told him in the ring after like you didn't have to do that like I appreciate it more than you'll ever know Uh, I wish I could do something to pay him back but you
0: know (laughs) whatever (laughs) Hey, well, um, somebody that didn't pay you for something that actually stole from me. I don't know if you know about this or not, Aaron. And this is actually, um, this is actually be, gonna be hard for me to even admit on, on this show. A lot of people know um, I'm a very, very big fan of the person I'm about to be talking about here just a second. So, Oh, God. Um, okay, so. <laughs> I don't know where this is going. No, yeah, Jeremy has literally no <laughs> idea where this is going. So my favorite wrestler of all time, is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, and okay. and he stole from you? I don't know if you know this or not. The sign stuff? No, no, oh. no. So when he, so because so
1: I, I started uh, telling people to bring signs to shows like oh. a year ago, and it started happening uh, in Texas, and then he started tweeting about it like a couple months ago. I'm like, what? What are we okay. doing here?
0: Hey, possibly, possibly double thief. It's very okay. possible that also. I I'm with you there. I believe that 100. Um. What I'm referring to is actually so your second match with Brian Keith at New at um, New Texas, mm. the finish of the match was you having Brian in a Kimura and Kimor- and him stack pinning you. Yeah it's the exact finish they used with Brian in the first Brock and Cody match. It's yeah. The exact finish. And I and I saw <laughs> and I noticed it when it happened.
1: Dude, I watched that live and it didn't even click for me. So <laughs> props to you for noticing that yeah what the hell cody i helped him with his aew signing one time like his line was all long i was like come on come on you know man nah, no, he's cool he, he's he's like one of the nicest wrestlers i've i've met he's he's really
0: cool that's cool that's good to know like i you can uh, steal anything <laughs> but i just i just want to throw that out there people <laughs> people will like that I, I call cody out on that but i just i thought it was funny because I, I noticed that and i was like that's that's that finish because I'm I'm a very big you know I'm very big you know, like MMA you know fan and stuff like that so I, I really take notice when people implement that especially in the finishes especially yeah. the, like really realistic finishes like the idea of somebody holding onto submission hold and the opponent just stack pinning them like a mm-hmm. amateur wrestling move and I, I don't know so it definitely stuck out to me so congr- there there you go you added even more to uh to, to Brock versus Cody there
1: I'm glad I could help yeah they they definitely need it. <laughs>
0: Yeah right. Yeah, yeah they, 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 that, that's another thing I like about you, by the way. I like that um, even when like you're giving like an emotional speech, you're like I'm nobody. Like nobody should even care about what I'm saying right now.
1: I'm very self-deprecating. <laughs> oh okay, So, so, so some,
0: there was there was a fan in the crowd that she was like, "Stop
1: saying that about yourself." I'm like, "Okay, like <laughs> I don't hate myself. I'm just self-deprecating. Like it's okay."
2: Relatable. I respect that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I respect that so much. Very relatable. Uh, do you think Brian Keith took the match and was willing to go an hour hardcore match because you look a little bit like Brian Danielson, and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna beat up this dude like he's Brian Danielson. <laughs>
1: there, there was a couple of people that messaged me afterwards, and they were like, uh, they sent me a picture of Brian's hair, and they were like, he stole your hair because I had I had the <laughs> the braids, and I was like, no, I stole it from him. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I don't. It didn't even feel like that. Well, I mean, it, it was technically only like thirty something minutes because entrances at the beginning and then some playful stuff and then the back half or whatever. So really, we only wrestled for like thirty-seven or something like that. But we were out there for you know an hour. Uh, I don't know. I, I think BK just likes a challenge, loves to go. Uh, I'm the same way, uh, and it didn't feel that long. I guess whenever you're having fun and getting beat up it kind of flies by.
0: That's a wild way to have fun by the way, bleeding all over the place with legos and tax stuck in you. <laughs> yeah. You guys are nuts, but it's very entertaining. As a, as a fan, I very much appreciate it. I mean, like I said, it was legitimately one of my favorite matches of this like, whole year so far. I really really enjoyed it. So, thank you. I'm why, glad why you sent it to me. Like or I don't know if you tagged me, you I think you tagged me oh, in then, it or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, and and um and you, I am a big Brian Keith guy. It's it's funny that you you caught. I mean, I, I tweet about the guy, so like I, I thought it was great that you sent that over. And I was like, because Brian Keith's blowing up right now, also. And I was like, dude, we got to get you on the show. This is this is perfect timing for this. So, um, I had to take advantage of his popularity, you know. No, you've been on radar for quite a while. We've I've followed you for for quite a while. I mean, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. So anyway, go ahead, Jeremy.
2: Jensen knows everybody and everything about the the indie scene. And that's why I appreciate him as a a co-host. When it comes to the knee, how are you kind of, I guess, one, how did you wrestle on it for that long and just like, yeah, sure. I'm just going to go out and do these matches. It'll be fine if something happens and something happens. And then two, like, how are you kind of mentally preparing for for this break?
1: Uh, So at the last show, uh, Mike Bennett and Taven were there. And even they were saying afterward, like I told Taven, he was like, dude, you've been wrestling that long with no ACL? And I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's whatever. Uh, So even they were freaking out. But uh, I think I have a very high pain tolerance as evidenced by the deathmatch stuff. Um, But I think blowing my knee out so early in my life, when I was, you know, 19, I didn't get surgery on that right away either. I continued to play basketball on it for a year and a half. Uh, I would just like triple brace it when I would go play, and then sometimes it would buckle, sometimes not. Uh, so whenever I was wrestling on it, I was like, in wrestling, you can control your movements a lot more than basketball. So I can kind of dictate, uh, what i do to prevent my knee from buckling and it still buckled every now and then. i think my third match back it buckled but it was just like a slight one um it was probably under 10 times out of the past three three years that it buckled in matches um which i would say is pretty good i didn't wear a brace or anything uh just if it happened i would just Kind of take a second and just continue on. It kind of takes your breath away. But, I mean, it's wrestling. So you could be like, ouch, my knee, you know? And <laughs> then you play off of that. But uh, as for, like, the mental part, like, I've already been through this. I'm, I'm so ready to get it done. Because, like I said in the promo, uh, if I can wrestle, you know, injured at this level, which debatable if it's good or not but it's it's better than most on this level so uh in you know local texas wrestling uh if i can do it injured like imagine what i could do healthy uh i was purposefully limiting my bookings and what i do in the ring because of that so if i'm healthy i'm going balls to the wall and i'm gonna see you know what kind of noise i can make uh so i'm just ready to get it done honestly
0: so, it helps
2: that it's, uh, sorry, yes. Jensen, it helps that it's basketball season. You just watch basketball all day <laughs> yes. and, and night to, you know, help get you through, through these yep. times. Go ahead, Jensen. Uh, no, no, sure. I was going to
1: say, this is the best time of year. You got basketball, football, hockey, all at the same time.
0: Like, right. Yeah. I'll never be bored. <laughs> yeah. in- Influencer boxing fights. We'll, we'll talk about in a second, um, but, uh, but, uh, um, there was a follow up I had about that. Now I'm now, now I'm thinking about the influencer boxing place Um, um, sorry. Now, knee, we'll, we'll,
2: we'll, uh, knee injury.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, so <laughs> what, I gonna, what I was gonna talk about is I was just actually listening to uh, to Dan Henderson on Joe Rogan uh, today, and he was talking about how he had like his knee blew completely out. This was back in like the early 2000s, and he went and got the surgery done, uh, like complete like reconstruction. I think on like pretty much like everything. And he said, like, two weeks later, he was out hunting, which I know wouldn't mean you were talking, you were busy hunting, kind of paralleling this story here. But Dan Henderson was two weeks out from surgery. He was out hunting, got a call from Pride FC, and Pride said, hey, we need somebody short notice to come over here. I believe he got the call to fight Marilla Bustamane. And he wound up hitting him in the in the head and knocking him out, like, with that knee that he had just got reconstructed. So, I mean... If Dan Henderson can go out there and do that, I feel like I mean you're gonna come back better than ever. You know what I mean?
1: I hope so. That's the plan. <laughs>
0: do, do you have any uh any like favorite MMA fighters you now that I'm like thinking about Dan Henderson and like and all that stuff? Because I know I know you're a big fan, obviously. So
1: I, I'm. I feel like it's such a casual pick, but I'm so big on Sugar Sean right now. He's, yeah, he's so entertaining. He's so good. Uh, I feel like a lot of people were kind of underrating him, but his striking is just. It's top tier. Uh, I was always like a big Conor guy, but lately he's kind of, you know.
2: He doesn't yeah, fight anymore at this point. That yeah. too. <laughs> uh,
1: I was kind of, I was always a Chelsea Sonnen dude just because he talks and he talks well. Uh, also, you know, he never lost a round.
0: Yeah. Undefeated, <laughs> undisputed. I, um, mean, I mean, people, all, the, all the casuals don't understand that like, the way that a fight works is, if you tap out in like during one round, you just lose that round. That round, that's it. Yeah. that's it. You don't yeah. lose the fight. Yeah. So Anderson Silver versus Chael Sonnen won. Like, I mean, Anderson yeah. lost almost that entire fight. So, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. Chael, um, yeah, Chael
2: has never, Chael's never lost a round. The Diaz brothers have also never lost. They've just run out of time. They've they never actually lost the fair. They just run out of time. Yeah.
0: Fair. Out very of time. fair. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's absolutely. it's always been guys like that, like uh, kind of showy guys, like. You know even mazvidal recently i was you know into him because you know sends people to the shadow realm that's that's cool uh three piece in a soda two piece in soda whatever uh yeah just guys like that i've always been into just people that can talk and back it up
0: yeah yeah i'm a fan of all everyone you mentioned what, what, else, what else are you doing in your time off you mentioned like when we were talking that you've been doing some hunting
1: oh, i i technically wasn't hunting uh I, for my, my job, I take care of somebody that has muscle dystrophy, so Mm -hmm. he can't really do anything. So we have to do it for him. Uh, and I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, uh, whenever we go out to the ranch to have him hunt, um, I have to go with them. I'm not a huge hunter, but like, it's part of my job. I have to go with them. Uh, so it, it's it's just kind of cool to go out in the middle of nowhere and enjoy being away from everything. Uh, but yeah, I, I've only shot one deer in my life, and that was a few months ago.
0: So, sure, I'm actually not a big hunter myself. Like, I my 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 dad's always been into it. It's never really been for me. Um, I actually don't really eat meat that much, actually, even. But like, I I respect people. Like, it's like people get get really into it. I know there's people who love just being outside and that kind of stuff. cool yeah. so. That aside, I guess I got the wrong idea because I, th- I thought that's what you were you were doing last week. Um, but what else are you doing in your time off outside of like that and, you know, watching watching basketball and sports and stuff? Uh,
1: losing a lot of money on uh, sports gambling. Yeah. Same. <laughs> doing that. Let's go.
0: Okay. Uh, lost Welcome about $500 <laughs> past, this past weekend. Uh, Do you mind telling us on what?
1: It's been a lot of hockey.
0: Hmm.
1: It's okay. it's I follow a bunch of people on Twitter and I'm like oh they know what they're talking about so I'll be like oh shots on goal over two and a half okay <laughs> let me <laughs> let me put a hundred dollars on that nope so that uh, it's gonna I got I got some bets uh, riding tonight I got like Chris Paul over seven and a half assists uh,
2: oh I, I I it yeah. might be okay might be okay yeah. I'm I'm very interested in him on the yeah Warriors. we'll
1: we'll very see. Uh, and then, of course, uh, a lot of football stuff. Um, outside of that, God, not much. Just playing video games. I'd play like Madden, maybe 2K every now and then, but I don't have a lot going on right now. <laughs> I really don't.
2: Uh, I want to bring it back to, to wrestling a little bit, but I do. Uh, we could talk sports all day, honestly. Um, how did you get started in, in the, this world of professional wrestling, though?
1: uh i've told this story so many times i was playing uh semi-professional basketball in the aba uh and our pa announcer uh said he we we got talking about the royal rumble when aj styles debuted and uh he mentioned that he ran a school or whatever i was like oh that's cool i've always wanted to get into wrestling i just didn't know how and uh so after I was done playing basketball, uh, I hit him up and I was like, Hey, can we get started on this wrestling thing? And he was like, sure, just meet me at this place and we'll get going. And, uh, so I met him at some sketchy facility here in San Antonio and, uh, was with him for a couple weeks. And then he got me over, uh, to the hybrid school of wrestling. And I spent a year and a half there, I think. And then, uh, that was pretty much it. Who
0: who all were the trainers at the time that you were at the Hybrid school wrestling because I I know that like a handful of people like I know Ricardo Rodriguez, Funaki, Rodney Mack, those kind of guys yeah. from there.
1: It's uh I was there not when they first started but whenever it it was like the second building, it was still a smaller building so it was just uh Marvel and uh
0: Chris Marvel.
1: Yeah, Chris Marvel and one of the uh consider him like a strength and conditioning coach his name's mark um it was just them really and then ricardo came in uh and he was there for a little bit and then we ended up moving to the building that they're currently at and then funaki came in which i mean funaki was kind of always around anyways because he lives in san antonio and he had his dojo here uh and then rodney came along and then uh i think i Left shortly after they came in. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I learned some stuff from both Rodney and Funaki.
0: I, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you like specifically what you learn learned from Funaki. I'm like super interested. In he
1: that. he teaches some really cool like shoot style wrestling stuff. Uh, obviously, he teaches everything, but he, he I think he's with the advanced group or whatever now. Uh, but yeah, like some of the stuff that he would show me and some of the other like upper whatever kids was uh like some cool shoot style stuff and just like some technique stuff and
0: he's criminally underrated all time like he he knows what he's doing i was always a big kind of fan him and him and talking about chinoki both i was a big fan of uh growing up it's you know big time i will i'll never forget like I, I don't know if it like holds up well or not nowadays, but I always thought it was so funny when they would do like the the mouth wouldn't match the words with the indeed like 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 <laughs> those, like those corny movies or where that. Where yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I, I that's still like memorable to me. Like it's, it worked. I'm still talking about it in 2023.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, also, he would always show up to training in Packers gear, like just dripped out in Green Bay Packers gear. Big Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers fan. He 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 always said he could walk on as a uh, third string quarterback.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm a big Vikings guy over here, but I respect the I respect being an NFL fan. I respect- I, I, I
1: think he was just a Rodgers fan because uh, okay. I heard that he got rid of his Packers stuff and now he has
0: Jet stuff. Oh, oh. Right. okay. Okay. I, I can get behind that. Hey, listen, I, I, I went from uh, Brett Favre being my most hated athlete of all time to I am a Brett Favre fan after he came to Minnesota and played good for us for a short time. So Yeah, it makes sense. I, makes sense. I get that. I get that.
1: I like Let's... I I said before I I'm, I'm a Kobe guy but uh LeBron came over to the Lakers so I'm not a LeBron fan but like I root for LeBron
2: cuz he's on the Lakers. But see that's rooting for a team. I can respect rooting for the team. Rooting for a player Uh, not a fan of it. That's, that's cowardly. Come on, man. See,
0: you become, I don't know if I could, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Aaron, but for me with the sports betting, it kind of goes hand in hand. Like I wasn't, I didn't know who Mikael Bridges was until I started winning money off of him. And now (laughs) I have a Mikael Bridges jersey. I wear it all the time. So
1: I don't blame you. I mean, if he puts, if he puts money in your pocket, like why wouldn't you support him?
0: Mikael Bridges, uh, LaMelo Ball. Yeah. I I mean, you can't go wrong with Joe Kick. I know he's playing against your team right now, but that guy is uh, unreal. I hate that guy. But it's to Watch it as you should. Yeah, I oh, get he,
1: it. he—he's—he's like—he's the best player in the world. Like yeah. the things that he does is insane, and also his personality is hilarious. Yeah, uh, he doesn't even
0: like basketball. I don't think. He, it's <laughs> an inconvenience for him. There, there was there was an interviewer uh,
1: the other day that asked him if he did anything fun the the past two days. He was like, no. I I sit in my room and I watch Pokemon for five hours.
2: I'm like, that's me. That's what we should all aspire to do. Right. (laughs) He just so wants maybe. to go back
1: to his homeland and raise his horses. That's it. That's great. I saw
2: I saw a great tweet uh, today as the game was going on. Like the Lakers plan on playing defense on Jokic by just telling him about the current horse races going on in Denmark. <laughs> it's like they'll they'll just have his attention the entire time. It's like oh shit, tell me about this. So uh, lose the ball. They, sh-
1: they should probably do that because they're getting smacked right now. Oh, are <laughs> they? it was like a twelve point
2: yeah. game when we started this interview. So uh, okay.
1: it reached like twenty at one point.
2: Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. I I picked the Nuggets to to win the title last year, so I was feeling very good about that. In hockey, I'm an Avalanche fan, so kind of kind of Colorado synergy.
1: There. I, I've never like sat down and uh, been able to get a team like I just I just bet on it, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> shoot it. I need more shots.
2: Yes, that that's that's a bad habit right yeah. there. Aaron, that's that's a bad habit. Fine. I I'll do that like with baseball, and it's yeah. oh yeah, it's not great,
1: it's dude. Not great. But playoff hockey is amazing. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, it's so good. I'll sit and yeah.
0: watch that for sure. Yeah, are on nine right now. We're good. By the by, by the way, everyone watching, we're not endorsing uh, you know gambling here on the show, <laughs> or, or telling oh, you to yeah. go and waste your money on these that things. that responsibly. But, yeah, absolutely, yes. gamble responsibly. Um, but uh, but it is fun. I mean, if you're okay with losing a little bit of money here and <laughs> there. Or maybe winning a lot. I don't know. That's the fun of it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Getting getting excited. I don't know what that is, but sure. (laughs) Yeah, right,
0: right. Um, All right, so speaking of money and uh, making a lot of money, maybe for even no reason, kind of like gambling, um, celebrity influencer fights. I know you're a watcher of these because I see you tweet about these also. I don't see a whole lot of people in our space that like, you know, I I, I recognize when people are, are watching some of this stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, kind of like what you saw during the whole like Logan Paul, Dylan Danis, KSI, Tommy Fury, kind of that whole misfits show in general recently?
1: Um, I mean, I've I've watched pretty much all of like the Jake Paul and Logan Paul fights just because they're they're interesting. Like they, they know how to sell fights. Uh, this one with Dylan Danis sucked. He dude. Dylan is the definition of a keyboard warrior. He, can I cuss? Yeah. You can he you talked want, all that shit for yeah. months and he goes in there and he's like this for, what is it? Six rounds. He threw, he landed nine punches. What are we doing? <laughs> like, yeah. that was awful. I, that's like one of the, the times that I rooted for Logan. Cause that was, that was pathetic. like in general they're they're entertaining like i love seeing uh (laughs) poor ben Askren. i love seeing him go in there and he just gets clobbered you know in round one or two whatever it was uh or nate diaz go in there and he throws slaps and boxing gloves like that's that's so entertaining but when a dude (sighs) like he just talks and talks and talks and then he just doesn't back it up he doesn't and he's still talking online he's like oh you didn't knock me out (laughs) Bro,
0: yeah, and it's carrying over to the WWE now. I saw that last night on Raw. Logan cut a promo that included him talking about Dylan being uh, cut from Bellator. So like now this is like bleeding into WWE somehow. Um, Yeah, it's all. I mean, and then Dylan also. I mean, he did more fighting after the fight ended. He he swung and whiffed on a security guard. I mean, it's just such an embarrassment.
1: He's 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 a clown. Yeah, that's all I got.
0: I mean, I'll put, I don't know if you got a chance to see, you know, rest in peace, Aaron Carter. I don't know if you got a chance to see Aaron Carter box, but I, I would take Aaron Carter in a boxing match over Dylan Danis. I think. That guy was such an embarrassment.
1: I, I think I saw a clip of him on Twitter when he did that, Uh, but I didn't, I didn't sit and watch that one.
0: Yeah, that was, it was tough. He, he he boxed Um, Lamar Odom, the NBA player. It was like a complete, I mean, just a complete mismatch. Um, That's
1: another weird thing. Like, you got... Nate Robinson and Le'Veon Bell and, like, all these, like, athletes jumping across. It's weird.
0: It is. It's very bizarre. And very off topic as well. I just wanted your thoughts on that because uh, I see you tweet about it also. So, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> of
2: course. <laughs> I mean, Nate Robinson became, like, the original celebrity influencer meme with how he yeah. got knocked out. Unfortunately. Yeah he,
1: yeah. he was one of, like, the first uh, major athletes, I think, to kind of do that, right?
0: yeah it was that was like was like the intrigue because i mean we'd seen it before with guys like Herschel walker and stuff you know and yeah, like yeah. combat sports but like the thing with uh with nate was the intrigue of kind of the idea of like jake paul up to that point had only fought other influencers and it's like how could he do against like an actual professional athlete of like yeah. any kind yeah. right like a former nba player um and yeah he slept him yeah the hers. same yeah, yeah, different for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have I an interest mean, in, in, like, in fighting anyone for real?
1: I, dude, I've been saying for, I, I did Muay Thai when I was 21 or something like that. So it's been a while. Uh, and it was like the most fun and most difficult thing I had done up into that point. Uh, I was learning, you know, Pete Spratt? Yeah. Yeah. I was learning from him. I was doing like one on one sessions with him and he, uh, showed me off to uh, Rodrigo Pinero, who's like, the main dude. He was like, look, look how quick this dude's picking it up. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, I, I've always wanted to, I would have to actually train again because it's been a while, but uh, I've always wanted to have an actual fight just to see uh, Uh, Y'all had Matt Mikowski on here? Yeah, y'all wrestled each other.
0: I know that (laughs) y'all wrestled each
1: other. There's a reason for that. Uh, (laughs) I wanted to test myself against, you know, an actual MMA guy. And he thought I legit did jujitsu. I was like, no, I just learned wrestling stuff and kind of implement what I see. Uh, So he thought I was, like, legit trained. I was like, no, I'm just good at pretending. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I don't know. I've been i've been ddt on concrete i've been double stomped in the back of the head i've been uh just i don't know I, i've been hit in the head so many times i've never been knocked out i've never been concussed so i kind of want to just see and i know saying that means the first shot i take in an octagon <laughs> i'll get slept but uh i don't know i i would have to get healthy obviously first uh because I don't want to get in there in my knee buckles and then get my face destroyed. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I want to, but it. I don't want to go in there half-assed, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's very understandable. That's cool, though. I'd, I'd be super interested to see that happen. I, you're just talking about kind of like a highlight reel of the stuff that's happened to you. I also saw you, I think it was another Brian Keith match I had seen where... You took, like, a Tiger driver to the outside.
2: <laughs> like, that was I mean, the same
1: match where he see oh he, he me on the concrete, oh, and I thought I split my skull. That's right. I mean, so, what does
2: Brian Keith have against you?
1: He, dude, he said that I like to beat him up. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? doesn't seem
2: like it. <laughs>
1: I don't know. He, I don't know. He's got something against me. <laughs> He's jealous of my beard or something? I don't know.
2: Fair, honestly, I'm jealous of it, so I I completely completely understand that. Um, you've Brian Keith aside because I assume he's maybe hit you the hardest. He's all you've also been in the ring with a guy like like Shane Taylor who hits really hard. But who has hit you the hardest in the ring?
1: Okay, so I have I have like a small list of who's chopped me the hardest and. Uh, I guess who has, like, forearmed slash kicked me the hardest. Uh, Chops would be Gary J. Okay. He's one. Uh, Gino Medina is another one. Uh, and, oh, Mysterious Q and Kurt Stallion would be, like, my top ones. Uh, i think my pain tolerance kind of uh increased when i started doing death matches so the chops started getting easier to take if you want to put it that way so i started to like not feel them as much um kevin blackwood forearm the shit out of me when we wrestled we wrestled at uh this place called vip in uh, dallas texas and it wasn't recorded so technically we haven't wrestled i guess uh (laughs) yeah he he threw like the very first forearm and just completely rocked me and I was like, yes, I love this <laughs> So I brought it back and we started going uh, yeah I would I would say he forearmed me the hardest for sure uh, in this past one BK kicked me very hard in the corner he did a little running drop kick in the corner I started laughing because it, it was so it was so good. <laughs> I'm weird i I don't know. <laughs> I enjoy pain.
0: That was a hell of a list, though. Gary J might have the hardest chop I've seen in person. Like I've seen him live a few times. Sorry, what was that? He leaves marks. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, and his elbow—he his finish is like an elbow to the head. I mean, yeah. that, that was like it takes people out. Of jail. I mean, just just I, I love guys who can get like so credible to the point where like just and anything with their elbow, you're like that could be it. You know, I, I love that so, some of type
1: of strike, like a head kick. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I love that. I agree. I assume you've been
2: asked about this person before, but if not, I'll bring it up now. Do you know there is a bull rider
0: named Aaron Mercer?
1: Of course, I do. Did okay. you know there's another wrestler up in new york he's like a backyarder named aaron mercer is there
0: okay no, i don't know about either of these other aaron, even aaron Mercers.
1: <laughs> and again i've told this story but when i was choosing my name my wrestling name i had never heard the name mercer outside of uh this video game called prototype which is where i stole it from uh and then as soon as i got into wrestling I discovered there's another Aaron Mercer in New York who's a backyarder, but I've been on AEW, so I can be Aaron Mercer more than him. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I discovered the Bull Rider when I started YouTubing my matches. Uh, And then I discovered there's a Derek Mercer, who's an announcer in Texas. There's a Zeke Mercer. There's a Trent Mercer. I just discovered there's a a Miles Mercer, a Mason Mercer. Like There's so many freaking Mercers now. Shane,
0: Shane Mercer. Yes. yes
1: yeah who, who's arguably the best mercer uh depending on who you ask uh he does you guys are matched
0: y'all, have y'all wrestled each other before no that'd be a good uh, one that'd be a real good
1: one we were on the same show early on in my career in uh, california for so something uh but he was like he wasn't cleared to wrestle cause he had like a death match or something the night before. So he came in with like a bandage on his head. Uh, but he's, he's much shorter than I am, but he's very much stronger than I am. <laughs> he could probably do that little backflip thing with me and
0: I'm the moon salt and battery. Oh Yeah, yeah man.
2: That's, yeah, that's nuts. It's wild. <laughs> Have you had any interactions with the with the bull rider Aaron Mercer? Have you just messaged him be like, hey, asshole, can I have my name? Now? <laughs> no. Uh I'm uh, he probably
1: exists. that's probably his actual name, so I'm not gonna be like, hey, you stole my name that I made up. Like no.
2: Just go for it, just for just for the bit of it, just to see what happens, just to see the response. I, I
1: have <laughs> thought about like do I need to change my name? Cause there's so many mercers or do I just say, screw it and continue. And I don't, know. I
2: don't think the the last name being so common is bad. Just when it's the, the exact same name, that's where it gets. Cause I literally just Google Aaron Mercer. And the first one is you, by the way, it is you. Yes. But then the, the second one on Instagram is, uh, is the, the bull rider. Yeah. Like, oh, like, I'm sure you've been asked this before, uh, but you know, I got a new it's audience. Not about the bull rider.
1: I've, I've oh, been no. asked about how, how common the name Mercer is, but not about the bull
2: rider yet. Okay. Well, there we go. We'll get to first. Uh, all right. There we go. Uh, you mentioned your being in, in AEW. Uh, what was that experience like? Uh,
1: it was cool. The, the first time, uh, so I did my evolve tryout or whatever with Sean Dean, uh, who has a very prominent role in AEW and, uh, I was on, or they were, they were in, I think, San Antonio um, a couple years ago. And I was like, Hey, you are in my backyard, you know, can you hook me up? (laughs) And uh, he was like, yeah, we'll we'll bring you in. Uh, It might not be anything, but uh, we'll, we'll get you in. And uh, on that one, I just sat in catering and ate food and enjoyed the show. Uh, There was crazy Texas talent. There was, uh, it was moonshine mantel uh fly def chandler hopkins will all day there was all these dudes just chilling back there and catering like none of us got used we were just all like sitting at the table just enjoying the show uh and then the next time they came uh they were in some place outside of dallas and uh sean hit me up and he was like hey we're gonna bring you in again i was like sweet wasn't expecting to do anything. Uh, wasn't catering again with some of the other talent. And uh, somebody came running up and they were like, hey, your name's on the board. It's like, what? <laughs> so I, I went sprinting down the hall and uh, they have that little board where they write all the matches and segments on. And uh, uh, Bass Boys versus Aaron Mercer and Masada. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh which was, it, it was like weird because me and Masada were having a death match like the next month. So it was like weird that we were teaming together and somebody was like, hey, Tony sees everything. So he, he might have did that for a reason. I was like, there's, there's no way he saw a little flyer from Laredo. Um, but yeah, it, it, was, it was cool. Uh, they, the guns were like, I think only like eight months in at that point. So I was their vet technically, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they were they were super cool. They're easy to work with. I've been on uh, a couple shows with them at TWC. Uh, I was like, hey, I don't know if you remember y'all y'all squashed me in like two minutes on AEW. <laughs> They're like, oh okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was cool though. Uh, I'm not the most uh, like extroverted person, so I didn't go up to. A bunch of people and introduce myself or anything, but uh, I got to stand there while Moxley and masada talked to each other, so that was cool. <laughs> Moxley's exactly how you think he would be, he's <laughs> he is who he is, so yeah, it was,
2: it was cool. You just you go up when Moxley and Masada are talking, and just if you're already bleeding, Moxley probably just walking in, like, hey, one of us, there I go. should have busted <laughs> myself
1: open right there, just start hitting yeah. myself in the head, yeah, ah, next time. <laughs>
0: Just walk out to him with a gusset already just yeah, in you yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Just, oh no, yeah. always in the head. I, I, oh, I oh, in like the head. In the Sorry, yeah, no always go back. ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, I want that
1: good color. You know. Yeah, okay,
0: that, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Mossy's bringing that world into AEW. Like he took he took the skewers and like people really uh, freaked out because they were so not used to seeing that. Um, yeah, yeah, that was wild. Did you There's... get any uh any uh any advice uh, from like anyone else while you're at AEW? And do you have any um like if you want to put out there, like any goals you might have, like when you come back from injury, if you have any goals for like, you know, return to AEW or working maybe anywhere else.
1: Uh, so again, like I said, I'm not very extroverted, so I didn't go up and introduce myself and make connections like I should have, uh, because that's what Ricky Starks told me to do. He was like, Hey, nobody ever remembers the extras. So make sure they remember you like go make connections. And, uh, I I only talked to like a few people. I didn't talk to too many people. Uh I, I could have I could have said hi to Jamie Hater. She was getting coffee right next to me. I didn't say anything. Uh I could have said hi to Brian. He he was uh he like walked right in front of me. I didn't say anything. Uh for some reason me and Trent always like locked eyes every time I was there and we like locked eyes and he'd be like, Hey, <laughs> Hey.
0: Like, That's the funniest person that happen with too. The most, he se- the most awkward.
1: Yeah. He, he seems like he's probably really cool, but I'm just like, I'm so like in my own shell that I don't want to, I don't want to find out, you know? Um, yeah. So that was the advice that, uh, I got that I didn't, you know, implement, uh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know as far as coming back, it kind of depends. Like I'm trying to figure out what I even want to do when I come back. I don't know. I don't know if I want to keep doing what I've been doing and flash my nipples to people and get them to chant it or whatever. Uh, I don't want to pigeon my myself in like a comedy thing. Uh, I don't know if I want to come back and just go back to, old school ring of honor stuff and just beat the crap out of people and have a scowl on my face. I don't know if I want to like be a character and make cool videos, which sounds great. Uh, Cause you know, everything Bray Wyatt did like was so uh captivating. Like even if he just sits there and talks in circles, I'm just like glued. Cause especially on the Indies, every promo is i'm gonna wrestle this person on this date at this promotion and i'm gonna win i hate it so much so it would be so cool to just be like a character and make these out there videos and you know do something interesting
0: yeah i mean it's like you have a whole kind of like reset opportunity with like the return and you got time off you could you can cook something up you can you, you can start filming stuff. To get Trust kids, me. I, yeah. I
1: have too many ideas. Like I am all over the place. It sucks. <laughs> um, so I don't know. So like if I were to go the ring of honor route, obviously I'd want to, you know, have a shot at getting signed by ring of honor or maybe AEW or whatever. Uh, but I, I'm like so into storytelling right now that I, I've always kind of said, which again, who am I? I'm nobody. like I shouldn't even be talking like, oh, I don't want to go here. I don't want to go there. but uh, if it happens, like I've always kind of said that WWE doesn't really interest me, but that is the place for the best stories. like between the bloodline, between weekly television, like they they tell the best stories. Aew is great for like banger matches wwe's like storytelling weekly episodic television and that is kind of what i'm into right now in my headspace uh because having banger matches is fun and everything but that can get super repetitive uh so i don't know i have a lot of time to think and it sucks but here we are
0: (laughs) the the uh the last question i got for you and this is it's a little off topic but like i just wanted to ask you why i had the chance um because i know you're saying you're not sure exactly what you're going to do with the return and and, and kind of what matches and kind of what you want to put yourself through but you put yourself through a lot with the death matches i yeah. mean and like i guess just in general what is your line of thinking on because you know i cover a lot of death matches but i also understand the fan base that like doesn't watch them or isn't interested or it freaks them out like what what's kind of your mindset of like wanting to do death matches and then like, I guess just your experiences doing them and is it something where like if you never had another death match again like you'd be totally cool with it or like are you is it something that you're like yeah yeah it guess all right yeah everything just answer the question for me I guess <laughs> uh,
1: yeah I I've even kind of said like I'm retired from death matches if mm-hmm. if the right person comes along or the right like circumstances uh I'll do one but I never said I wasn't gonna stop doing uh hardcore matches like, right i'm still doing hardcore matches obviously um i just don't want to do glass and gussets and you know barbed wire uh yeah i'm, I'm good on that yeah
0: understood understood yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: but they, they were they were fun to do like to experience that was, was a fun uh year and a half run
0: of- got a lot of great reactions we're some good companies um yeah. There one. was
1: a, there was a lot more stuff that was supposed to happen that got canceled, whether it be COVID or uh, other reasons. I don't I don't know. Uh, yeah, there was there was a lot more that was supposed to happen.
2: Yeah, gotcha. it was a big one. I'm looking for scoops here.
1: Uh, <laughs> there there was supposed to be a no piece show in Florida. I've never wrestled in Florida. There was supposed to be a no-ring show in Brooklyn. We got to Brooklyn, and then there was a COVID outbreak while we were there, so the show got canceled. Uh, there was supposed to be a tournament in Indiana, which I was supposed to go very far in, which would have gotten me some good you know, publicity or whatever. Uh, yeah, there's, there's been a few things that I've fallen through. <laughs>
2: Um, our, our last one for you here that we ask everybody and you, you kind of gave us a preview off air that I don't know if you even realize you did it, but the coolest thing in your room.
1: Oh, it's not even these. So, so th- <laughs> this is, this is four. That's, that's basically me. Uh, here's, here's a Dundee.
2: Yes. Yeah. What is the Dundee yeah, for? Is it for anything specific?
1: No, I think there's candy in it.
0: Okay.
2: I, I, I don't know if it was the, the tight ass award.
0: Yeah. like the actual yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actual i wish work.
1: no it, it, uh there's like a yeah. world market store that was just selling these i, I think they're like altoids or something uh cherry flavored candy there you go oh nice. so i was like oh i need a dundee uh <laughs> there's that balloon on the wall right this, there what is this so i had my my son for the summer and we went to another kid's birthday party and so naturally my son brought back balloons uh and he wanted me to hang that one on the wall and so whenever he went back to his mom's i asked him what do you want me to do with that balloon and he said keep it there forever so it's been there ever since uh (sighs) i respect that i i I appreciate that that's tremendous Uh, as far as the coolest thing, uh, I would say is what I just got today. Hold on, let me. This is also for my kid, but uh, he won't get it until Christmas. It's a it's a oh, giant Gengar. Nice. That's that's Pokemon. If yeah, yes.
0: is that a, is that a Squishmallow? It is. Okay, we've we've had Jerry Pedauer, the the chief brand officer of Jazzwares, on this show. Who who makes those? I see those all the wow. time now. Ever since he talked about those, I see those in the malls and and every they're, they're, those things are cool. They're they're huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah, Jerry, I mean, Jerry Pedauer, will love. I'll, I'll clip this and send it to him. Like he 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 will love seeing that. There's more people uh, representing Swiss here on the show.
1: Nice. Yeah, I, I saw it at uh, GameStop today. And Gengar is one of my my son's favorite, and I didn't, I couldn't remember if he had it or not, so I just got it just in case. And turns out he doesn't, so that'll be a cool present for him. Uh, yeah.
2: And Gengar and OG love- Pokemon as well. Oh, yeah, like Any of the original 150, I guess 151. Like mm-hmm. I can remember those. Mm-hmm. they got all these new ones that, that my kids are into. I I don't know any of them. Like huh, they stopped
1: trying to be creative. Like they yeah. have one that looks like a candle. <laughs> they have one. They have they have one that it's just like a box. Like
2: they they're not creative anymore. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. I don't know any of these. Like we got to get back to the original one fifty one because yeah. these these right. new ones are tripping me up. Not having yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Game GameStop's got some uh, uh, heard... some good stuff at the moment. I was just gonna say I I was in there the other day and I found the whole uh, Lucha uh, set of like Ultimo Dragon and Black Tarus and like all those oh, in GameStop yeah. the other day. They're they're sweet. So That's cool, they got some. Yeah. If you're right, if you're a wrestling fan, you see this. Like, don't sleep on GameStop. It have actually had some stuff lately. So absolutely, Aaron,
2: we appreciate you joining us tonight, man. Um, really enjoyed the, this conversation. And look, you're welcome back anytime. Especially if we're just gonna talk sports and and not wrestling, although we like wrestling. But yeah, also it's nice to take a break from the wrestling. Uh, where can everybody find you at? Uh, so
1: yeah, I was actually gonna ask you for something too. Um, sure. So. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at real Aaron Mercer because I'm the real Aaron Mercer not anybody (laughs) else Uh, and then as of today twitch.com slash real Aaron Mercer I don't know I'm I'm not like a streamer guy or anything Like I, I don't know how to be that but I think it would be entertaining if I go back and watch some of my old matches and roast myself (laughs) uh so being that y'all have a show do you have any uh suggestions for like what would be like good mics or like i'm using my laptop right now and obviously this camera is not great do i need a a certain camera what's the best way to uh have like my chat on there at the same time with the the match playing and my face like reacting? like i need help here
0: (laughs) yes i i think J- jerry would probably be able to help a bit and then also i know you've wrestled him before but i don't know how well you know cole radrick he's been doing a lot of streaming lately and uh, i love
1: cole yeah yeah,
0: he'd be a good guy to hit up because i know he put he does a lot of streaming in his off time and yeah. he probably sets it up exactly how you're looking to set it up okay i mean i, I would
1: hit up effie but he's very busy and hardly replies
0: <laughs> yeah cole's got nothing going on yeah, yeah cole no, doesn't do anything. No. no he's a loser
2: oh. no yeah yeah Cole's just trying to steal corn from the AEW catering. or no, He's afraid <laughs> to eat the corn from the AEW catering. That's, yeah. Is that's, he really? No, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, we've heard a whole that, story I was, about
2: that. uh <laughs> Yeah, we had Matt Brannigan on, and they were at the catering. And Brannigan, he teams with Megabyte. Ronnie, he'll, he goes out, he'll eat all this shit. Yeah. Um, and Cole was apparently just like, oh, yeah, I want to get the corn. I want to get the corn. I want to get the corn. And Branny's like, well, just go get it. And Cole <laughs> didn't go get it. And then finally, when he got back and he was willing to go get it, they were all out of the he's corn. Gone. And... That's
1: amazing. Cole's so... <laughs> he's he's great.
2: <laughs> yeah, if you you can hit up Cole, but uh, shoot me a DM on, on Twitter. Um, I just started following you. Shoot me a DM. I'll I'll help you out okay. with anything you need. Message me anytime, and uh, I'll try. We can try link
0: the you know. We can like we can link the Twitch uh yes like, URL down here too. If you like, if you already have it set up, we can put it in the description of the video so people can click on it and go like follow you and everything over there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually tweeted it out
2: earlier. Perfect. All the all the links will will be below um regardless. So the the Twitter, okay. the Instagram, the Twitch. So everybody can click those links. Even if you have not started streaming or anything yet, for people oh, who will yeah. maybe hopefully watch this, you know, six months from now or something, yeah. they will be able to click that link. But yeah, message me, uh just shoot me a DM on Twitter and I'll I'll okay. kind of tell you my setup and if I need to troubleshoot anything with you. Got no problem doing that. Cool. I appreciate it. Well, cool. thank you, man. Thank you again, Aaron. We really appreciate uh, you joining us here. And uh, guys, again, you support Aaron. Check out the links below. And we will be right back here on the Spotlight.